Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Several episodes back, I put together a series of podcasts which are referred to as Real Book Obscurities, which are tunes in the Jazz Student's Bible, the Real Book 6th edition that very few people play or even have heard. Now, I want to do the opposite, which is to find some jazz tunes, even if they aren't in that edition of the Real Book, that everybody plays and listens to. Number one, in terms of the number of recordings that have been made, has to be Summertime by George and Ira Gershwin from Porgy and Bess. And it isn't even in that most popular edition of the real book. Probably because everybody's supposed to know it and shouldn't need a chart. There are apparently 25,000 known versions of Summertime that have been recorded. Here's one of them. Charles Mingus. Thank you. 
Charles Mingus from 1957, with Hampton Hawes on piano, Danny Richman on drums. Summertime is popular, and may have the most recordings done of it, but it didn't win for the most popular song of all time. In 2001, in a joint survey by the National Endowment for the Arts and the Recording Industry Association of America, Over the Rainbow was voted the greatest song of the 20th century. The music was written by Harold Arland, the lyrics by Yip Harburg for the 1939 film of The Wizard of Oz, where it was sung by Judy Garland. Secondhand Songs, a website that searches for all the versions of most of the world's most popular songs, found about 1,200 different recordings. Most of the vocal versions are by popular singers, and many of the instrumental versions have little connection with jazz. But going through the list, one of the most recent versions from March of 2019 was by two Brazilian jazz artists, arranger and pianist Gilson Perenzetta and saxophonist Mauro Sinis. I listened to it and liked it. Such an interesting arrangement. Here it is.
sometimes titled Somewhere Over the Rainbow, is the second most recorded non-Christmas tune. That's an interesting version by Gilson, Perenzetta, and Mauro Sinise. Interestingly, while both the tunes I just played have been recorded frequently by jazz artists, they aren't in Volume 1 of the real book, although they are in other books of jazz scores. This next one, Probably the third most recorded tune, and one that is played mostly by jazz musicians, is Whose Version of Autumn Leaves Should I Play? Secondhand Songs website mentions over 1,100 of them. The music was written by a Hungarian named Joseph Cosma for a French film called La Portes de la Nuit. Translation, Gates of the Night, with lyrics by Jacques Prévert, under a title that translates the dead leaves. Later, Johnny Mercer wrote the English lyrics that we all know. I'll play one of my favorite versions by one of my favorite singers, who I had the pleasure of seeing live last year at the Victoria Jazz Festival, singer-pianist Patricia Barber with Mark Johnson on bass. The falling leaves drift by my window The autumn leaves of red and gold I see your lips The summer kisses The sunburned hands I used to hold Since you went away The days grow long and soon I'll hear Old winter song But I'm 
miss you most of all My darling When autumn leaves Start to fall Thank you.
piano and voice of Patricia Barber and the bass of Mark Johnson, one of the most recorded standards of all time, Autumn Leaves. As I try to go through the top 10 of the most recorded jazz tunes in order, I run into two problems. The first one is that they are mostly all slow ballads. So while those ballads are much-loved tunes, people get restless if you play a whole bunch of them in a row. The second problem is that the vast majority aren't really jazz tunes in the sense that they were written for jazz musicians by jazz musicians. They were virtually all written for Broadway shows, and sometimes they were originally purely pop tunes that jazz musicians transformed. I'll remedy this problem by skipping down the list a bit and playing a faster tune that was written by jazz musicians, the great Duke Ellington and his trombonist, Juan Teasel. This one is number nine on the list, and seven or eight hundred recordings of it are referred to on the secondhand song site. I'm going to play a military version. Well, not really. These players are all fine jazz musicians, but they're part of the Naden Band of the Royal Canadian Navy in Victoria. This offshoot of the band, who play terrific jazz, go by the name of the Royal Tars. Here they are with Caravan.
You're listening to The Royal Tars, an offshoot of Victoria's Naden Band with Caravan, with solos by Michael Broadley on trumpet, Roy Steiff on alto sax, and pianist Olivier Neron Bilido. And I'm pretty sure that's Cuban trumpeter and percussionist Miguelito Valdez who's uh, putting forth that very interesting Cuban-style percussion on the tune. This week's episode of Discovering Jazz has me playing the most recorded jazz compositions ever. While most weren't written by jazz artists, this last one, and this next one, was. It's been rated as the most recorded tune written by a jazz musician. It's Thelonious Monk, who is second to Duke Ellington in uh, terms of the number of compositions of his that have been recorded. This tune was first copyrighted in 1943 under the title of I Need You So, with lyrics by Monk himself. Cootie Williams first recorded it in 1944. Bernie Hannigan added his own lyrics in 1944, and it was recorded under the title of Grand Finale. Monk recorded it in 1947. Let's hear that original recording of Round Midnight with Sahib Shehab on alto sax, George Tate, trumpet, Bob Page, bass, Art Blakey on drums, and Thelonious Monk on a rather out-of-tune piano.
from 1947, Thelonious Monk's first recording of Around Midnight. I love it. But don't you wish that the technology of the time could have allowed for longer recordings so that the musicians could have really stretched out? Or maybe the conciseness of it all is fine. I don't know. Let's return to some of those tunes written for Broadway or motion pictures that have become jazz standards. Body and Soul, written by Johnny Green in 1930 and first performed for a Broadway review called Three's a Crowd. I played the classic Coleman Hawkins version a few times in these podcasts. This time, I was torn between two of my favorite vocal versions, one by Lee Wiley and the more recent recording by Tony Bennett and Amy Winehouse, the last recording before her death. Since I just played an old classic recording, I thought this time around it was time for something more recent, and the two together have such a wonderful sense of togetherness, (laughs) sort of like body and soul. Amy Winehouse and Tony Bennett from 2011. My heart is sad and lonely For you I sigh For you dear only Why haven't you seen it? I'm all for you, body and soul I spent my days in a hunger and wondering why it's been I tell you, I mean it. I'm all for you, body and soul. I can't believe it It's hard to conceive it That you turn away romance oh. Are you pretending It looks like the ending Unless I could have One more chance to pray my life a wreck you're making You know I'm yours But just a taken I gladly the ending unless I can have one more chance to prove dear my life right. you're making you know I'm yours for just the taking I, I gladly, gladly surrender, surrender. 
skip down a few notches from number four, Body and Soul, in terms of the number of different recordings made of uh, of a jazz standard, down to number 13. Partly because I don't want all ballads on this program, and partly because this next one, according to ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, was the most recorded song of the first half of the 20th century. It was the first blues tune ever actually written down, composed by W.C. Handy. And here's a great modern version by Herbie Hancock with Stevie Wonder from 1998 St. Louis Blues. Thank you. 
So St. Louis Blues is the most recorded tune from 1939 to 1950, although I suspect that none of the recordings are much like the one we just heard by Herbie Hancock and Stevie Wonder. So what replaced it in 1950? Hoagie Carmichael Stardust. And even today it appears as if Stardust ranks number 10 on the list of the tunes most often recorded, and many of these recordings are by jazz artists. You're hearing the original 1927 recording by Hoagie Carmichael and his pals. I'll follow it with a vocal rendition by Canada's sweetheart of swing, Alex Pangman, with the late guitarist Bucky Pizzarelli. Stardust.
dusk of twilight time steals across the meadows of my heart high up in the sky the little stars climb always reminding me that we're apart you wander down the lane and far away leaving me a song that will not die love is now the stardust of yesterday the music of the years gone by sometimes i wonder why i spend the lonely nights dreaming of a song the melody haunts my reverie and i am once again with you when our love was new and each kiss an inspiration but that was long ago and now my consolation is in the stardust of a song beside a garden wall where stars are bright darling you are in my arms the nightingale tells his fairy tale of paradise where roses grew though i dream in vain in my heart you will remain my stardust melody the memory of love's refrain Before that, the original Hoagie Carmichael version from 1927. Let me give you a rundown of the top 10 most recorded songs 
all of them having been popularized at some point or another by jazz musicians, not including Christmas songs, by the way. In order, the ones I've already played on this podcast are Summertime, Over the Rainbow, Autumn Leaves, and Body and Soul. Number five is My Funny Valentine. Number six is Yesterday by Paul McCartney, which I haven't played. Uh, Number seven, I played the original Thelonious Monk version of Round Midnight. Number eight is All the Things You Are. Number nine, only the second one on the list, written by an actual jazz musician, is Caravan. Number ten is Stardust. Then we have Moon River, Night and Day, and St. Louis Blues at number 11, 12, and 13, followed by Love for Sale, Georgia on My Mind, and Girl from Ipanema. I could go on, but I only have time to play a couple more. So which ones? Well, the only up-tempo one of the bunch is Night and Day, so I have to play a version of that one. And Love for Sale by Cole Porter is such an interesting tune, musically and lyrically, that I do want to play a version of that one. And there are some pretty energetic performances of that particular tune, and almost always by jazz musicians. And I'm going to play you one of those interesting and energetic versions to close the podcast. But first, Night and Day, the first version I ever heard of it, Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66. Uh, I would have been about 19 when I heard and bought that Equinox album with the voice of Lanny Hall. Till you let 
Okay, I said I wanted to finish off with a version of Love for Sale. The latest recording I could find through my search of secondhand songs was by tenor saxophonist Stephen Riley. So I'm going to finish off this program of the world's most recorded jazz tunes with a nine and a half minute rendition from his April 2020 album, Friday the 13th, with Kirk Knufke, I guess that's Knufke on cornet, Jay Anderson bass, and Billy Drummond on drums, and of course Stephen Riley on tenor sax. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz. My name is Larry Saidman. Tune in next week for another exciting episode where I am going to go completely modern. Bye for now.
Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> 